green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, September 5th. In the Garden. Today's scripture reading is found in Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 through 7 from the Message Translation, which reads At the time God made earth and heaven, before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground, God hadn't yet sent a rain on earth, nor was there anyone around to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of the dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The human became alive, a living soul. This is God's Word. I've made no secret of my affinity for St. Francis of Assisi. Let's just say it's a habit that keeps growing on me. By your leave, I'm going to invite him to be our guide this week as we venture into and tarry within the garden. You know, that place where we were first formed and shaped and embodied and inspired with divine breath and became living souls. I know, we were driven out of the garden, removed, evicted, exiled, the entrance draped with foreboding divine caution tape, fiery cherubim, think something like sphinxes, only exponentially more fierce, flaming swords. You know, you're such a Debbie Downer. Might we imagine with St. Francis just a bit this week? Might we, as it were, lay next to him on lush green grass? Already your imagination may be in overdrive because all that's available to you is hard, hot asphalt. Okay, come on, seriously, enough of that lush green grass, our eyes fixed on the sun, moon, and stars above, on wispy clouds adorning the azure blue canvas above. We slowly inhale, slowly exhale, home, connection, intimacy. With the grass and earth beneath us, the trees hanging over us, the wildlife flying and buzzing about, and even the creeping things that creep upon the earth, except, of course, the spiders. Why are they here again? Couldn't you have found another way to balance your creation, O Lord? Okay, but then we hear Francis pray and sing and tell stories of the creation all around us. That's the posture I would have you assume this week as we spend time in what is still, if we choose to see and encounter it so, a garden all around us in which everything and everyone ultimately belongs. 
I'm going to be borrowing from many sources this week in these garden reflections, among the Mirabai Star's wee devotional book that she's entitled, St. Francis of Assisi, Brother of Creation, in which she writes, Now that he has fallen in love with God, Francis recognizes his relatedness to all life. If the Creator is his father, then all living things are his sisters and brothers. This connectedness fills him with wild joy, a joy that spills over every vessel of the human experience and flows back into the earth, giving birth to the endless unfolding of creation. Francis invites everyone to his table, which is God's table. End of quote. Let's hear those key lines again. If the Creator is his Father, then all living things are his sisters and brothers. This connectedness fills him with wild joy, a joy that spills over every vessel of the human experience and flows back into the earth, giving birth to the endless unfolding of creation. This is at the heart of what it means to be creatures of the garden, even now. Sure, there are plenty of thorns and thistles, of groans and sighs. Look, there we go again. Even the cherubim are inviting us to look and hear and see past all of this. There is a connectedness here as we lie alongside Francis in the green grass. A connectedness waiting to fill us with a wild joy spilling over every vessel of the human experience. Every vessel. Every moment. Imagine. And then take a place alongside Francis at God's table of an endlessly unfolding creation, or stay out there lying in that lush green grass, and then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. How hard is it for you to imagine the world as a garden like right now, right here, amidst all the concrete and asphalt and pavement and noise and restlessness and violence and weeping and wailing. What can help us to go there? Besides taking a three-hour drive into the wilderness, how do we find this right where we are, right now? And today's prayer is actually a song, century old and counting, a song we know as This Is My Father's World, written by Malty Babcock in 1901. Just the first verse today, with the rest to follow over the next few days. You can just read it aloud, or you can join me singing it. This is my father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world, I rest me in the thought. Of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, 
His hand the wonders wrought. Lord, bring this song home to me, to us, as you fill us with a wild joy that spills over every vessel of the human experience, flowing back into the earth and giving birth to the endless unfolding of your creation. Amen.